What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I am Tim Daniel. I do not have my normal partner in crime, Sean Mackey, with me today, but I brought additional crew, starting with my man, 100 Grand, Ben Brown. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Nice to have you on this side of the network today. Yeah, I know, man. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Hanging out, making his podcast debut with us here at 48 Minutes, uh, Mr. Nate Walworth. Nate, welcome. Appreciate it. What's going on? You excited? I'm, hell yeah, I am. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Yeah. Now, like now, everyone's like been around for a while, so like, I'm yeah, around. okay, this is like what I do. <laughs> Nate's like, fuck yeah, let's do this. Get it on. Yeah, let's yes. roll. Yes. So we're, we we dive into Zion Williamson's college career ending and where his best fit will be. We discuss um, the playoff picture in the Eastern Conference and as far as like that bo- that bottom group, and then we also go through the playoff matchups as of today and what we think about them. If so, overall, uh, a lot of really fun show. Uh, I want to let you guys know it's also coming up this week. At-Large Bid will be doing a really fun show this week. We're getting ready for the Final Four. A Final Four no one predicted. No. So, uh, very few people. Apparently in the 17 million brackets on ESPN, 7,000 had this had this Final Four. No way. That was it. 7,000? Yeah. I mean... How did 7,000 people think that... People fought five brackets, going... though. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you, that's true. Right. You can pull whatever combination. Yeah, you just keep throwing really... out the combinations. I don't believe that's those. True. Yeah, so... We'll, we're going to dive into that a little bit, get you guys ready for that as well. And then um, other than that, it's going to be a fun week, guys. A lot of fun hoops. Man, NBA so playoffs coming up. NCAA Final Four. Everyone just enjoy this show. We have a lot of fun. Take Check it out. Yes, sir. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrell from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom, shakalaka. Alright, so this isn't our normal 48 minutes crew. Uh, Sean has some family in town, so he's abiding to the family needs. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have some shot callers and the 2019 Pippin Ain't Easy Fantasy Basketball Champion, yes, Ben Brown. Yes. Congratulations with your stacked-ass lineup. Hey, sometimes you got to put in a little work, make a couple trades, a couple deals, you know what I mean? You got to make it happen. You're just lucky that you had two guys in the league that were tanking. <laughs> I know. Like, you know, me. Yeah. They, if I tell Nate the trade I made you, he's going to kill me. Uh, yeah, you can't. Yeah, so, you can't. Joining us this week, kind of hanging out for the first time in the 48 Minutes Network, making his debut, uh, my pal, Nate Walrath. Welcome. Appreciate you guys having me, uh, taking it all in today on my first uh, NBA podcast. Yeah. So Nate is a really cool job. He's working for Musketeer Report, uh, which I know through being a Xavier Beta credential guy. Um, Nate has a segment on there called Down in the Parkway where he interviews former Xavier basketball players and staff members. So check that out on musketeerreport.com. It's really cool. Um, but Nate is also an avid NBA fan. As Nate and I share a tweet back and forth, a lot of DMs about NBA stuff. So I was like, man, I got to get this guy to come down here and talk some hoops so he can feel what this is like and how much fun this is. So yeah, man, welcome here. Appreciate you having me. This is awesome. Uh, it's good to meet up with a couple NBA gurus. In this area? I was going to say, in Cincinnati In Cincinnati. Area. Yeah, it's not easy to find. <laughs> so, obviously, the college talk mostly on this network is for at-large bid. But, you know, we got to talk a little bit about yesterday. Zion Williamson's college career is officially over. Um, as expected, you know, I don't think anyone has a doubt that he's going to be declaring for the NBA draft. 
If anyone has that question anymore, they should probably quit watching college basketball or basketball in general. Yeah. Don't watch sports. Yeah. They just don't. Um, so, obviously, at this point now, we're seeing all of these best fit for Zion Williamson articles coming out, mm-hmm. and I hate all of them. Yeah. Um, truthfully and honestly, I know a lot of teams are coming up, and you just got to look at that thing, that market there, what's going on with that pick, the race for Zion Williamson. Um, the Knicks are obviously the most popular because they're the team most likely to get the one pick with the mm-hmm. worst record. The Suns keep coming up, which I really don't want to happen at no. all. I have no interest in Zion Williams playing for the Suns. And then um, I've seen a lot Cavs. of this, yeah, the, the Cavs, obviously, which if the Cavs won another lottery. I mean, they come on. Yeah. How lucky can one guy get? You know what I mean? Like, I, I dream of the scenario where the Atlanta Hawks win the lottery. And okay. we have Zion Williamson, John Collins, Trey Young, you know, Kevin Herter. And, yeah. I mean, that team would be super that, fun. Yeah. You want to talk about making a... And they have a, two picks. Yeah. You want to talk about making a flip in your standings. They would they would uh, go from kind of that worst to first. I mean, they would definitely put a run on the East, no doubt. They would probably get a guy that would want to go to ATL to play with that. Oh, yeah. Probably bring Vince back for another year. Have Why Vince not? kind of mentor Zion Williamson. Absolutely. Who better? I mean... You know. Horder was one of the best picks of the draft as far as value, where they got him. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Kyle, who's normally on this network, he was a huge hoarder guy coming on the draft. Yeah, man, he's tough. He's a good player. Um, yeah. So I'm excited about that. So what do you guys, when you look at where he fits, who do you guys see as the potential best fit for Zion Williamson? Man. Besides the Lakers. Don't. No, <laughs> gosh, no. No. Um, for his size and marketability, um, I would love to see him be a Nick. I really would. As, uh, as a Pacer fan, do you want to see him be a Nick? I would. I'm, yeah, I mean, I would. Um, only because, I mean, Zion in the Garden. Mm-hmm. Um, his first matchup against LeBron in the Garden. You know, his first matchup against Carnifle Towns in the Garden. Or any other big name against Giannis in the Garden. I mean, those types of things. I mean, you got to look look forward to some of that stuff. To see how he's going to match up. Body wise, and you know, with his physical nature against some of the bigger forwards that they're going to be playing against, plus two. I mean, what's more marketable than Zion in New York City? Nothing. I mean, nothing. That's you. I mean, you want to talk about selling out, you know, Madison Square every home game? I mean, you're going to see Spike Lee, you're going to see all the stars. I mean, he is a must see guy, and to have him in that market would be just unbelievable. No, I agree for sure. And also, you got. Some young guys showing promise with uh, Trier, uh, definitely Mitchell Robinson, and uh, we'll see what Knox does. But if he stays healthy, I mean that's mm-hmm. a decent little core you got there. Yeah, and obviously the money that they have to potentially bring some guys bring in, which we've heard about in. for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they bring Duran in with that, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're looking at. Well, truthfully, I was thinking on the top of my head, and maybe you guys can probably think of guys, but I was like, how many guys in the NBA currently are more marketable than Zion Williamson? Like, if you say, you know what I mean? Like LeBron, obviously, right? Giannis, right? But like. Think about this. Do you think Paul George is more marketable than Zion Williamson? No, I, I no. I mean, really? Like, no. Is Russell Westbrook? No, and is even James even James Harden, the MVP, is not as more marketable Isn't that than weird? Zion. Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird thing. Um, James Harden's not. I I, I wouldn't say marketability wise. I wouldn't say. I mean, I just think Zion right now. I mean, you can't turn your TV on without seeing him. Now, James Harden's done some amazing things, yeah. possibly being the two-time MVP. But the whole NCAA tournament was Zion. 
I mean, no matter no matter when you clicked it on, no matter when you turned it on, that guy was on your screen. Every time they played, even if he was just running down the court and tipped the ball, every time they went to the commercial, there's Zion diving for a ball, or there's Zion making a face, or there's... I mean, he has been on the TV more in the last at least two or three months than anybody else. The Zion Cam was a bit ridiculous. Yeah, it was. was no, yeah, no doubt about it. Zion Cam really got on my nerves, but every time you flipped that thing on, they were saying, and even if he wasn't playing in the game, they, well, they're going to match up and then see how they'll do. What Zion do tonight? You're like, nobody's even watching the game because of Zion, but you're still talking about him. I feel bad for that extent, too, because it was like, look at everything Zion's doing. And then on the other end, it's like, oh, there's RJ again. Right. It's like, RJ plays well. <laughs> RJ Just plays get off his back. <laughs> like, RJ, yeah. RJ Barrett may be the most hated college basketball player, right. playing with the most loved college basketball player. Because yep. it is literally like, you know, Zion had 26 and 15 tonight, and like, RJ Barrett might have 26 and 7. Right. And they'll be like, yeah, but did you see him miss that rebound? And it's yep. like, give him a break. Yep, yep, yeah. It, it, R.J. Barrett, um, it was kind of the gift and the curse because you are you are playing with the best college basketball player. He was player. the number one player. Yeah, you, you know what I mean? You know like, what I mean? Like, you were the guy. Zion comes in. And before, you know, Zion stepped on the court, I mean, R.J. was the man. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, in that first game versus U.K., Zion comes out hits a three. Zion comes out and has a big dunk. Zion comes out and gets a big rebound and goes uh, coast to coast and slam. Like then they're like, "Oh my gosh!" Like this guy, yeah, like he's for real. And they were awesome teammates. I know that yeah, 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 got yeah. worse through the year, yeah. But like they were, those two were really fun teammates. Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree. And I don't, and I don't think it was any slight on no. Zion because I think for all the attention he got, I think he really did a great job of being more about team than he was about self. Like. He wasn't trying to come back from his injury because of, of of himself. Like, I want to play with my teammates. These are my brothers. These are words he constantly said. Right. And if you're an NBA exec, like, those are things you love. A guy that's willing to give up himself. Like, he could have easily just said, you know what? I'm just going to sit out. Yeah, he could have posted. I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to play anymore. I know I'm going to be the number one pick. But that guy was like, dude, you guys are title. Yeah, you guys are nuts if you think I'm sitting out and not playing with my boys. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So if you're an NBA I love that. Oh, absolutely. And if you're an NBA executive, if you're an NBA fan, that guy's got the opportunity to go to your franchise. I mean, what else what else would you want? You want that guy fighting for your team. Agreed. True, yeah. And I think another guy on Duke's team that's stock rose is uh Trey Jones, especially mm-hmm. in that last game. Mm-hmm. I mean he really I mean, I think he had five other threes, if I remember. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think he's, you know, Trey Jones has gotten a lot of shit this year, and some of it very undeserving, some of it deserving. Right. I mean, he definitely lost them a game or two this right. year. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, I think he definitely, like you said, Nate, I think he definitely rises the stock a little bit. Let's talk about a few other guys before we move on and talk about the playoff picture, um, potential best fits. So obviously, if we're not talking about Zion Williamson in, these, in this NBA draft class, John Moran's the next name. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be biased here, guys. I think his best fits the Chicago Bulls still. Um, you think about it. This is a team that has Chris Dunn playing point guard with a really good Zach Levine <laughs> player, an Otto Porter who, since he's come to Chicago, is really been, bought in. Has yes, been really has. good for the team. Yes, he has. A Laurie Markkinen who can hit threes with the best of them, mm-hmm. and a Wendell Carter Jr. who only saw for about 30, 30, 35 games this year, but really impressed. Yep. yep. So they're just missing that that point guard to have this core group that can be together for four or five years, maybe make a run at something. Yeah. Is Markkinen more than a shooter? Um, not at the moment. I actually had this like declaration today where I realized that 
He's not as good as I thought. He's still really good. It's I still like scary. having him. A lot of, but Bulls fans love him, I feel like. Oh, I do love him. I think he's an awesome shooter. I think he's a good I think he has the potential to be a good basketball player and full like I don't think he's a five tool player by any means. Um but you know, it's he didn't make I'm very critical of Jason Tatum. But I have to if I'm gonna be critical of Jason Tatum for not making this big step forward to sophomore year, I have to be honest about Laurie Markin too. And he was slightly better than he was his rookie year. Okay, but I, I, that's a fair that's a fair statement. Um, they gave up Bobby Portis for him, didn't they? No, 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 no not no. for him. But they they thought he was going to be their guy. Is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. and Miritich. Right, right, Miritich. Yeah, that was a year. Which I would have done. I'm I would take Markin over those two. Okay, and Jabari Parker. No, I definitely Jabari. <laughs> yeah, Jabari, yeah. <laughs> Hey man, Jabari has some decent shoot. games. He's had some decent games here the last couple of days, even though none of these games really matter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but um, Tim, I I tend to agree with that. The only other team that I would maybe like to see Morant with, um, and only is because of I just want to see it. I would love to see him with Luka Doncic and Porzingis in Dallas. Yeah, it sucks that Dallas doesn't have that pick. Dallas doesn't have that See, pick, but I, I just think that that would have been really cool. But I think the Sun, like I know Tim's not a fan of the Suns, but if the Suns can can get Morant, pair him up with Booker, and have a legitimate one-two punch in the backcourt, I don't know. I know they we'll see what Aiton becomes, but yeah. obviously Dragon Bender was not the pick. Yeah, they're not really good at player development. That's why no. I'm like, yeah. So so if Cleveland gets that pick. I assume since they already have they, right. I don't know if now, they move section. Yeah. Um, I would assume it'd be RJ Barrett. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if they don't get Zion, I think that RJ's their guy. Because if you think about that Cleveland team now, Colin Sexton's their point guard. Yeah. They really don't have a shooting guard anymore. No. I mean that could very well be Jared Culver. Yeah. Who has been awesome this tournament? Yes. He's shown he's a really good two way player. Yep. Um, yeah, Culver's legit. Yeah. Man, I watched him play Northern, and I was like, I know he's really good. I was like, man, he's really good. Yeah. He, made, he made them look like boys. Yes. Yeah, he did. Yes. So, yeah, that I think I think that would be a good fit. Yeah. A shooting, uh, for the Cleveland, anyway, a shooting guard. Yeah, and then I guess for the, uh, the other um, name that really people are kind of throwing out is potential, like, in that rounding out that one through five is Cam Reddish. Mm-hmm. So, here's my crazy theory. Say Atlanta gets... The third and the sixth. Mm. What if they manage to get Jared Culver and Cam Reddish? Mm. How sick would that be? <laughs> wow. Because Reddish is like going anywhere between four and six, depending on what mock drafts you look at right now. Right. And like to me, I think Reddish is. What's the ceiling? I would say, man, that's tough. Because I like him a lot. I mean, he's a good, long, three-point shooter. He's athletic as can be. Is he a, is he a defender yet? Probably not so much. Okay. Like, because to me, like we've talked about, I think my mm-hmm. my RJ Bale is bare ceiling is Demar Derozan, right? A taller Demar Derozan. Yeah. Um, my Cam Reddish one, I really haven't sat down to really think about that fully yet. People, are, I'm, I'm hearing Paul George. Um, I could see that. I mean, that's a hard thing to say because Paul yeah. George is like a, he's had his best year this year. I mean, a, by far, yeah. he's an MVP candidate. One of the four and, best players of the position, right? You know, depending what day it is, he could be one, he could be two. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, um, whatever positions are in basketball anymore. Yeah, it's positionless. Yeah. And I don't really know about any of these Kentucky guys. I think Kelvin Johnson's a lottery pick. Yeah. yeah but definitely. other than that... You I think, think PJ's... 
I think PJ is really going to be PJ could play that Draymond Green role, right? I mean, maybe not as good as by any means as far as like the defensive side. Obviously, the offensive side he's probably going to be much right. better. But I don't really know if I would take PJ Washington in the lottery. Yeah, that's fair. If you're one of those like late, like early twenties teams, yeah, in a heartbeat, yeah. If I'm, you know, right now, if I'm not the Orlando Magic because they have twenty seven big guys, it's <laughs> great to say. But I mean, you're a Pacers fan. I, I, if you could I would, have him back up, Miles Turner, I, I would love to have him play him at your four. I would love to have him. Right, yeah, like he can rebound. Yeah, he, he can, can rebound. Score. He'll give you something offensively. Yep, he's got a decent range. Yep. Yeah, I would love to have. PJ. Are you drafting Admiral Schofield or PJ Washington first? PJ Washington. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going the age. Though I do really like Admiral. I do too. Um, yeah, and you know, I don't think. I don't really know. I don't. If I'm Tyler Hero, I don't come out. I do another year. I stay. Yeah, and I saw Nas Little declare today, and he's another guy where I'm like, Nas Little will be fine in the NBA because he's super athletic. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know what other NBA tools he has at the moment. But he can right. develop them. He's certainly enough. Like he has a high right. ceiling. But well, the good thing is too is that you have the G League and you have these mm-hmm. other development things where you know those guys can go down and get actually NBA speed and NBA um, ready and not have to be in the NBA and sit on the bench. So yeah, I, I kind of figured Nazir would come out this year. Um, Roy Roy was. Uh, Kept the leash pretty tight for a while, mm-hmm. but no, he's. I mean, he definitely flashed potential. He could play, and then he watching a matchup against Zion. I mean, he's he's there physically, and I mean, he knows how to play. He just kind of has to polish up the the edges. I really yeah. want Kobe White to go to the NBA this year. Yeah, I really want to see Kobe White in the NBA. You just like his hair or what? I think he's a really good player, man. <laughs> like he had that uh, the second round against Washington, he had that step back three, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Point guards, because he's a shorter point guard that can do that. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty nuts. I mean, what do you guys think about Carson Edwards as far as small point guards getting it going? If I'm in the if I'm in the middle to late first round, if I'm in that like nineteen to twenty four range and he's on the board, he's not getting past me. Is he if like I'm Brooklyn yeah. and I can have him being backup to Angela Russell and Spencer Dinwiddie? He's mine. Yeah, no doubt about like it. Him. Do you compare him to like somebody like Jalen Brunson coming out? I know he's. I think he's a little better than Jalen. Yeah. yeah, I think he's, he's a better shooter. Definitely, obviously. Shooter. Yeah, right. it's probably a dumb thing no, to say. No, <laughs> um, setting up the floor, setting up the floor for other teammates. I mean, that's. I don't know. We'll see how he does, but I mean, he didn't really have to do that. He just kind of had the green light. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, I mean, his second best part was like Grady Eifert. Right. Right. You know, right. Like, hey, Klein, but, man. When he goes to uh, when he goes to Brooklyn and he's got Karis Levert running with him. Right. And, right. Yeah, it's, it's a whole different animal. Yeah, I love. I really like. I like Carson Edwards a lot. Um, my dream scenario is DeAndre Hunter becomes a Laker. Mm. I want him. Put him right there because they need a guy that can play defense because they mm-hmm. have none that can right now. Correct. And you know we're at the point now where LeBron's not gonna be able to play the three. Correct. As he gets older, put him on the four. Put him on the block. Yep. And you have Hunter, who is a two-way player who mm-hmm. can just he can just stick on small forwards. Right. He probably can't guard Durant or George at this point in his career yeah, by right. any means, yeah. but like. You know, I mean, if you're not going to get Kawhi Leonard or Jimmy Butler, right? Draft, draft DeAndre Hunter. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a good call. Yeah. No, yeah, LeBron doesn't want to guard those guys anymore, anyway. Right. He's 35 yeah. next year. Like, yeah, he's not taking that challenge like he used to. No. Right. And it's fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He yeah. did it for 15 or 14 years or whatever. Yeah. yeah. My weird scenario is I, my prediction was that in the mid 20s, when the Cavaliers had that Rockets pick, they'll get PJ Washington. Ooh. Because Tristan Thompson's probably yep. going to be... Tristan his, Thompson's yeah. going to be, yeah. 
And then you've got Kevin Love and Larry Nance Jr. who just signed no extensions. Yep. So that's my only crazy bottom of the lot, bottom of the NBA draft <laughs> prediction I have at the moment. Uh, so let's kind of get into, guys, the Eastern Conference because I know after five there is a major drop-off. But six, seven, eight, and nine right now are really competitive. Um, obviously, right now I think it's Detroit, Brooklyn. I think it's Miami has the eight, Miami. but Orlando is like a half game behind them. Yeah, Miami has the eight, and Orlando is a half game back. So, and we put a Twitter poll up today on Forty Eight Minutes talking about we asked who are the um, who's to be left out of that group. And the majority vote was actually the King. It was I mean the Kings? What the hell am I thinking? Wow, um, the Heat. <laughs> the Heat were. Yeah. yeah, they're like we don't like Dwayne Wade will not play in the playoffs this year in his final year, and I was like, kind of bummed about that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I would be really bummed about that. But there is a part of me that wants to see a super like super athletic Orlando Magic team in, even though they get smoked, mm-hmm. they get destroyed by Milwaukee, right? But like it would be like when Florida Golf Coast made the tournament, right? Just dunks do lock. Yep. You know, yep. Like, Absolutely. But uh, it's it would be hard to watch an Orlando Magic team in the playoffs without Markel Fultz and Bobamba. That would be a little tough. Yeah, I would agree with that. So when you guys look at these teams, who do you see as a team that's going to fall out? You can say Orlando, Nate. It's okay. I, w- I would say Orlando. I mean, uh, asking D Wade to to be your second best player though, at this stage of his career though, that's asking a lot. He's got a lot of weight on his shoulders uh, right now. I feel like. I mean, he's. 14.4 points a game, only behind Josh Richardson, 16.7. Wow. Goran, Dra- Goran Dragic is at 14.1. Yeah. Winslow, 12.7. Um, is Goran back yet? Yeah, he is back. Yeah, yet. he is. And yeah. it was weird because was, him and Wade were both coming off the bench, and they were the leading scorers. Oh, that's right, because they were running uh, Justice Winslow at the point. They were running Justice Winslow at the point. Yep. And it was like, kind of working. Right. Mm-hmm. But you had, you had them two coming off the bench, which actually – you know, actually makes your bench a lot better having mm-hmm. those two come off of it. But um, I think asking Wade to do that much uh, towards the end of his run, um, I think that's a lot for for him. Um, I don't know if you can can be a sustainable playoff team with that. That's yeah, but I think for me, uh, the selfish part of me is I want to see you know. He's going to have one more playoff Wade mm-hmm. game. He's going to have one more game where he just is... Oh, Wade County's going to see him again. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? Like he, The only year he didn't have one was that year of the Bulls. Mm-hmm. And that was just because Rondo was going nuts for those two games where he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, even those later Heat years, the first run, when the Heat were just okay and they were just sliding into the playoffs and they're playing Toronto, you would see playoff Wade again. And it was cool, and I loved it. And I just I want to see one more of those. Yeah. I'm okay with Orlando waiting a year to make it and getting a pretty decent player again next year at the end of the lottery to kind of see if they can make that step. So if I can get another Wade game. Yeah, I'm not ready to see Flash retire yet. The best shot blocking guard probably ever to play the game. Right. Yeah. So let's look at the Heat's remaining schedule, which they are losing currently to the Celtics right now uh, by nine. Um, they actually, they have a back-to-back with the Celtics. Woof. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, they're out. <laughs> so, then, <laughs> so then they go uh, to Minnesota, to Toronto. Ooh. Then Seventy uh, Sixers. Wow. And then Nets. That's brutal. That's that's so brutal. Games. So I mean, I, that's going to be tough. That's a tough stretch. Now, granted, you're Seventy Sixers. You're probably not going to get Embiid. Right. 
Um, Toronto, you, you probably won't get Kawhi. You won't get Kawhi. Um, and then this South, this back-to-back Celtics game, you may get guys, you know, like your Kyrie Irvings, your Tatum's guys may sit. So that might not matter though. That, but yeah, I mean, that's a, it's still a tough stretch, regardless yeah. of who plays. Right. Um. So I, I think that's that's a, they have the most difficult schedule as far as those bottom teams to get in. Yeah, I think at the moment, and I could be wrong, but. I think Detroit's probably. I mean, Detroit's the best of those four teams. I think they're mm-hmm. definitely in. Yeah. Um, the way Blake's been all year, you know, the way Drummond's played all year. Um, do I think they can win a series? Not, not a chance. Yeah, I don't think they'll you be know, in a series. Being playing, trying to play with those top four Eastern Conference teams. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think they're the best of that group, and I think Brooklyn's in. Man, I think, you know, the schedule's kind of more favorable to them the rest of the year. So. No, yeah, uh, Blake's out tonight, which is interesting. I didn't know he was out today. Looks like they're about to lose to Indiana. Yeah. Um, but if, I don't know if you guys saw uh, Reggie Jackson was like trying to celebrate or something goofy with Blake Griffin after a game one time, and he kind of told him to knock it off. And it was like I feel like ever since that point, Detroit just like they went from yeah like they they became a legit team kind of right. Like, yeah. yeah. I think their ceiling's awesome. Canard's Canard's been kind of established himself off the bench a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think those role players they have are really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know my love for Andre Drummond. Yes, yes, love that dude. And obviously, your co-host is obviously a diehard right, Pistons fan. Absolutely, so. <laughs> and he's super happy. Yeah, he's a he's a Michigan State fan, so he is. he's gonna be he's on li- that large bid this week. Yeah, he's living the good life right now. Yeah, he's like Kanye West living the good life right he now. He is. <laughs> yeah. So if this comes down to Orlando and Miami, then as we have it, I don't yeah. know what just drops in the studio, but it's okay. It's all right. Yeah. Happens all the time. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> so I guess if this comes down to Orlando and Miami, it comes down to who do you trust more in this scenario. And the way I look at it is Orlando probably has the best player of the two teams with Vucevic. Mm-hmm. And maybe the second, if you consider Aaron Gordon the second in that group. Yeah, probably. Which I think I probably would. Yeah, I would. Um, but I think Miami with Spolstra, he has a way of just getting the most out of his teams. And I think they're deeper. Um, obviously, no Bamba, no Fultz, like we mentioned. We still don't know what Fultz is going to be for that team. Right. Um, Jaron Grant's your backup point guard, which I love Jaron. Mm-hmm. He's a domer. But we've realized that Jaron is never going to be a He's not, yeah. Yeah, fairly decent NBA point guard. Right. Um, what about you guys? Who do you think between those two? Um, I'm looking at the rest of Orlando's schedule. Now, they're getting the break speed off of them by the Raptors tonight. Of course. But they've got four games left. Uh, they have the Knicks. The Hawks, W W, the Celtics, L. and the Hornets. Ooh, the guy so. that yeah. No, I think Orlando. I don't know Fournier. I feel like that was a guy that they needed yeah. to to count on to be their guy. Yeah. He just isn't uh, consistent enough being that third option um, because him and Terrence Ross can both kind of get off, but then they can both be absent for long stretches. Yeah, and we do know that they are in the lottery. That this is where Sakuda Boya will go, right? Correct. Oh, he had another six seven guy that's really right, long. That's really long. Got him. <laughs> yes. That's you guys really seven. need a point guard. No. No. Nah, like, so, yeah, we need six seven guys. We need six long. seven guys. We want switchability. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be like we're just gonna switch on every ball screen. Right. Just like Duke. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I think that um I like Orlando's schedule. I just don't 
I just don't know when you, when it comes down to it. I'm just not sure if they've got enough experience Same. to be able to make a good playoff run towards the end of the season. I like Miami's experience. I like, you know, of course, Wade, Drogic, and Spolstra. Spolstra's a big key to that as well. I mean, he's been through the fire a little bit. And they have another coach on their bench in uniform who's won three NBA championships. Udonis. Yeah. So Udonis Absolutely. knows how to get these guys going. Yeah. So, um... I, I, did, I didn't. I didn't tonight. Uh, Orlando's won seven of their last eight. I just saw though, so yeah. they're kind of on a hot streak. Yeah, I like that Magic team. I think they're young, athletic, and fun. Like I said, they're Florida Gulf Coast of the NBA. Like they're just go out there and dunk and shoot threes. That's right. what they do. I love it. Like Zach Levine would be a perfect Orlando Magic. He would just be. dunk and shoot threes. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. This is what I do. <laughs> all right. So if we kind of go that way on the West End, we know who's all in. Mm-hmm. Um. So. I kind of wanted to look at playoff matchups so far. Okay. Now, albeit by the time the playoffs start next Saturday, Saturday, um, this could be switched up because all these Western Conference teams are separated by so little. Um, we were joking before we came on the air. At this moment, the Oklahoma City Thunder, I think, are the eight seed. They are. So the eight seed right now will be playing Golden State as the one, and you could make the case right now the Thunder might be the best eight seed of all time. Yeah, and and I think. As far as matchups are concerned, I think they're may they may be the best team to match up with Golden yeah. State in the playoffs. So um, now, granted, like we've talked about, San Antonio and OKC are both eight and a half games out. So that could switch. I mean, they could go right. back and forth. You don't know, but a Spurs Warriors series, I feel like the, the Spurs would just get ran through. A Thunder <laughs> Warriors series, I think the Thunder could probably get a game or two. Boring. Boy, I did not want to see Golden State in the Spurs. No. I would much rather see Oklahoma City. Yeah, at least be um, athletic and fun. Yes. Yes. So, yeah, I I would much rather see that one. Um, Of course, you still have the, I mean, I don't know if it's much of a beef anymore, but you still have the Russell Westbrook versus Kevin Durant. They're boys now again. They're still boys. I mean, they're boys again, but it's still competitive. Um, Nate's a Thunder fan, just so we can I go know. ahead. <laughs> hey, look at you. He already shaking his head. He, like, go ahead, Nate. I'm going to give you the mic. Because I know you got this, this. You're a Thunder fan. I want I want you to speak up to on that them. fire. Yeah. Yeah, it would be brutal to watch us get swept 4-0 if we played in the first um, round. You don't think they could get a game? Uh, I mean, the Thunder have a pretty high ceiling with those two guys. and. Kevin Durant's taking like seven shots a game and getting like fifteen points. This is <laughs> true. And then we got yeah. Russell Westbrook shooting twenty eight shots, and it's just not the same. It's a different basketball. I don't. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just the efficiency. I think wins out in that. And if they get a game, it would. I don't even know. I'm a maybe. Um, yeah, I don't see that happening though. So right now, this is how the playoff looks like in the West: Golden State, Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. Denver, San Antonio, Houston Clippers. I like that series. Oh, I like that. And Portland, Utah. Will Portland have McCollum back? Is he done, or is he going to be back for that game? Because we already obviously we know Yusuf Nurkic isn't coming back. Um, I th- yeah, which means Rudy Gobert just eats, eats that up, game. Yeah, he just eats that series. Yeah, I don't know if McCollum's back or not, um, but I still think even so, I think Gobert is just dominant. Um, you know. Yeah, because I assume they would probably have to play Mitchell. Yeah. If if McCollum's not back, they'd have to play Mitchell on Lillard. Yeah. And I like loading that matchup I, I a do lot. Too. Ten times out of ten, I, I like do. loading that matchup. Yeah, and we talked about this before. I mean, we talked about this on our show, um, Shot Callers. That 
I mean, Damian Lillard's time is starting to come. I mean, he's right there. He's 29. He's going to be in the 30 club here next year. Um, Dame time needs to start turning into playoff victories. Um, so, um, I like that matchup. Now, he's going in with one hand tied behind the back. If McCollum can't play and Nurkic definitely ain't playing. I mean, yeah. he's he's going into the playoffs not at full strength of where he thought he was going to be because that was a pretty – that was a pretty good team with with, with those three. Here's I mean, Seth Curry, be they, my second winning scorer. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know Oof. what I mean. I don't love right. that roster as far as a, like in a playoff matchup. I mean, unless you're getting something out of Rodney Hood. Um, X like, Factor. Yeah, he. I mean, he kind of is, I guess. If yeah. if there is one, because I mean, Jake Lehman might hit a couple of shots, but he's not an X Factor. Mo, Har- right. Mo Harkless is not going to be your X Factor. Stauskas, we know what he is. Um, so I mean, you really only have like one guy that kind of has a higher ceiling than he's shown to to be. My uh, pick for all-star, Enos Cantor, is there. <laughs> yeah, uh, never forget that got, one. Hey, he's got 17 and 10 tonight. There you go. Axe about him. Axe about him. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> so, Denver-San Antonio is a total whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Denver would just run through them. Yeah. But would I be shocked if Pop pulled off an upset? No. No. I just don't think other than Aldridge and you know, other than Aldridge and Thoreau's, they don't have enough guys. Yeah, they don't. Um, it's it's a miracle of what he's done with the lack of people on his roster already. Yeah. Um, for him to pull off a playoff victory would be a minor miracle. But I would never doubt Pop. Death Texas and the Spurs playing in April. Right. Like, yeah, I would, yeah. Like... I would never doubt Pop. If they were to win that series, it wouldn't shock me because I would, I would never doubt that guy. What is he on, his third point guard this year now? Right. Yes, I think so. I mean, it's third point guard... You know, um, Rudy Gay's half the guy he's been. I mean, DeRozan still is a G, um, and of course Lamarcus Aldridge is still doing what he does. But yeah, he's getting things from like Bertrands, right? <laughs> like, I mean, he's he's really digging digging deep to get get some points out of people. So yeah, I always think the Spurs are like somehow going to be fantastic somehow, some way mm-hmm. or another. Where this year they were just okay, right? You know, I always think like, oh, they'll probably get a guy in the offseason. They'll be fine. Right. You know what I mean? Like, is mm-hmm. is Brent Forbes a like a legit NBA guy, or is that like a Greg Popovich NBA? That's guy? a Greg Popovich. That's a Greg NBA po- guy. It's a Greg Popovich special. Okay. Yes. I think yeah, people probably think he's like the real deal now because he played in the system for a couple of years and looks good. But I think that just goes to show that Popovich is still at the top of the game as far as coaches we have. Yeah. I mean, Bellinelli and Brent Forbes is your your two leading. Uh, I mean, besides, yeah, those are two leading guards that after Demar. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, and they're ten games over five hundred in the playoffs. Yep. You know what I mean? That's it's nuts. Yep. So, Houston and the Clippers. Obviously, the Clippers have just played way over their heads, especially mm-hmm. after all the trades they made. I think that they are the best. I think Kyle said this last week, so I'm going to tend to agree with him. I think as far as like young roster set up for the future, I don't know if there's any better. They've got the money. They've got up their point guard of the future. Mm-hmm. They've got bench guys who are still in solid contracts. You know, I mean, really, that Sixers-Clippers trade, you would look at it and be like, oh, the Sixers surely won that. They got Tobias Harris. But the Clippers really got, you know, Landry Shaman out of that. And yep. they've gotten really good players out of that, too. So do I think James Harden and Chris Paul would eat them the whole game? Absolutely. Yeah. But... Would I be shocked if on that end the Clippers made this a series and made made this six games? Not at all. No, not Doc, at all. Doc probably, I would say, Doc would be at least 
the top two or three guys for coach of the year this year. Without oh yeah, team. yeah, definitely, yeah, absolutely. I would say I would say Bud has to win it with what Milwaukee's done. Yeah, but I would say Doc be right there. Yeah, I mean he like like you said. I mean he's getting big minutes out of Montres Harrell, and Gallinari's been the one that's kind of awesome. really stepped up for them. Yeah, I mean he's you know he's actually played really well, and I mean of course he's got the sixth man of the year, Lou Williams, right. So. Gallinari could have stayed healthy, man. He was, oh yeah, yeah. I he's mean, a problem. He's a problem. Yep. He's a problem, and he's he has it all. He's got scores at all three levels. Yes, he's quicker than people think he is. Denver guys are like, we only had to trade Melo for this guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sorry, man, dude. Like... I know Melo's a sensitive subject. <laughs> man, fool's gold, man. Fool's or gold. Or gold. I, I tried to. Uh, yeah. I, people just started watching that Black Ops too much, and they got fooled by Hoodie. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Hoodie like, Mello got us. So, like, we watched. Man, he he had you guys. I yeah. was like, that dude can't. He's lost. Nah, Hoodie, Hoodie Mello. They're like, man, he looks really. Like, I watched a Team USA game the other day, and he was awesome. Yes. <laughs> yeah, he's playing in Shamori Ponds. And, <laughs> <laughs> Isaiah Washington. Guys like, getting buckets. Yeah. Getting, yeah. Uh, they sent, like, Kevin Knox to those things. Right. You know Amadou I mean? Diallo. Come on. Um, <laughs> that's my guy. No, he's, he's like, I'm yeah. getting buckets in here. Yeah, he's getting. Yeah. <laughs> Getting that two-way contract. Yeah. Oh man! Does anybody pick up Melo for the playoffs? No. I, just a random question. No. Name a fit. Uh, oh, I, there's not a fit. The I, Lakers. I just right. <laughs> I just you just because it's always a question that comes up that pops up like so and so is talking about picking up Melo for the play. Like and you always see it, but you're like, dude, like they, he would not fit your team. And where? What could he give you? He's been he's been out of the league two months. What is he going to give you? He's He's been smoking cigars, drinking wine, you know, riding on the Riviera. Like, what Playing is he at go- Rucker. Yeah, like, what is he going to give you now? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's a shame because I don't remember seeing an NBA guy really. Maybe Steve Francis mm-hmm. is the only other guy I've seen that's had a drop like him. Yeah. Where it's just like, top of the world, elite player, mm-hmm. Hall of Famer best score in the game, yeah. Hall of Famer, Olympic gold medalist. Yep. Bam. You know, like Chris Paul's not necessarily on that trajectory. No, but but it's, I don't think he's terribly far behind. No, with he's, a it's, much bigger contract. Yeah, with a yeah, with he's spending a lot of money. It took OKC a little bit too long to figure out Jerry Grant was a much better fit than Carmelo Anthony. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I love Jeremy. He's awesome. Yeah, he's he also guy. hooped in a game in this yeah, year. Jordan Grant. ones. Oh, ow! What yeah. did I hurt your foot? Yeah. It's like my favorite sneaker ever, but I don't wear them to yeah, like do athletic things. Right? In. Yeah, you can't do that. Who jumps higher, Jeremy Grant or Derrick Jones Jr.? Mm. Dude, oof! I was right now. I'd have to lean towards DJ, but yeah. only because I've seen more film. Okay. Yeah. I watch. I watch Jeremy a lot at Syracuse. Okay. Yeah. He's at OKC. He has some crazy alley oops, and he's just yeah. yeah dunk mm-hmm. on anybody. I would like to see them on the same team, just to like you know <laughs> right. just dump Stu Lock <laughs> all day. Of these. Bottom of these like lower seeds matchups, I would say maybe you, if you guys have another point by all means, I think the best bet to probably win a series. I don't really count four or five because that's not much. But like, right. I would say the Clippers would be the best bet to possibly win a series. Now I don't even think they can beat Houston. Yeah, um, I, like I said, the best one to me. Yeah, Shy is good, but that's that's a tough matchup. Yeah, hey man, go guard Chris Paul. Yeah, your right. first playoff series Chris, ever. I don't know if yeah. you guys know this, but like to me, Chris looks like him. He's in better shape than he was at most times this this point of the year. Yeah, like yeah. he does not have that gut that he kind of had. He looks quicker. He looks like he's got more energy than he used to yeah. have. He's getting good elevation on his jump shots. Still, he looks. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, he stays healthy. He's like I'm in the playoffs. Rondo is and right. I'm in the playoffs. Rondo is right. And... Yeah, 
Oh yeah, he's definitely gloating it up. Um, I'm I'm really looking forward to. I really like that Clippers Houston. I really do. Like, I do I, too. I really like that matchup. It would just oh, be fun know. basketball. Yeah, and I, and I'm excited to see how those young guys respond, man. Like, yeah. Like you're, you know, what happens when you're down two to one, and Chris Paul is taking the ball off the court in the fourth quarter. It's an 83-81 game mm-hmm. about 10 minutes ago in the fourth quarter. We need you for this last 10 mm-hmm. and a half minute battle to play your best. What do you do? Right. I, I would be interested to hear who Doc says is the leader of that team because I wouldn't be surprised if the emotional leader is Montrez Harrell. Yeah. I mean, because I, I don't – he's I don't know. He's – Oh, yeah. Yeah. Another thing we didn't talk about in that series, Battle of the Sneaker Kings, PJ versus Montrez. Oh, yeah, man, that is that's probably the best two sneakerheads in the game. Who's cooking the heat for that game the most? I mean, Montrez is getting there, but yeah, P, PJ is like that's that's the OG of, of sneaker gods. I'm I'm more than sure that PJ Tucker bought uh, one of those Carolina Blue threes off the football players from UNC. <laughs> I'm more than sure of it because he like was like weird. I got I have my pair. I got mine. Yeah, <laughs> see LeBron during the uh, Oregon game was wearing this Oregon sixes. I was just. PJ Tucker had Oregon shoes last year that were filthy. Yeah. Oregon's not fair. Mm. Oregon's not fair. All right, on the Eastern Conference side, guys, we've got Milwaukee, Miami, as of this moment, uh, Toronto, Detroit, Philly, Brooklyn, and Indiana, Boston. So, Indiana, Boston, obviously, Ben, I know, as a Pacer fan. Yeah. You don't feel very confident about the series? No. <laughs> I don't. I, um, I understand. Uh, no, I don't. And even even with Boston kind of struggling, um, you know, they've just been up and down. I just think that um, playoff Kyrie is too big. Um, I think that that team in the playoffs is too strong. They're too deep. Um, and I don't like the fact that um, our leader, Oladipo, of course, isn't playing. Um, and we're relying on... Bogdanovich to kind of be the leader of the team, right? Which, not don't get me wrong, love Bogdanovich. Yeah, for sure. Um, Great role player, right? But I just don't think that he can lead you to a playoff series victory against arguably the best team. You know, one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, it's just their depth um, and their roster is just. I think it's just too good for ours. If the Celtics don't click, though, like we all think they will, right. Put together. Is, is Brad Stevens going to catch, like, finally a little grief? I feel like he's kind of... I think he has a little bit this year. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I've I've kind of backed off a little bit. I still think he's one of the four or five best no, coaches I do too, in the but, league. But, like, you're right. He's had easy way through, I feel like, compared to most coaches. I mean, if you get that much talent, you're expected to, I don't, I don't know, he's got oh, he's got his roster to kind of he, he wanted. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I mean, I think that, I think when you, it's almost like, Philadelphia, when you bring in Tobias Harris, um, and you bring in Jimmy Butler, like anything less than the Eastern Conference Finals has got to be seen as a bust. I mean, uh, he's got his roster. He's got young talent. He's got he's got older talent. He's got guys that can score. He's got guys that can defend. He's exactly. got guys to do both. Exactly. Um, so if they're not successful and not getting to where you know, now that you have Kyrie and you have Gordon Hayward, you didn't have those guys last year. If you don't beat the mark where you were last year with those guys, exactly. 
what does that say about you as far as as your ability to lead that team to a, a, a ultimately a championship? I mean, because last year you didn't have Kyrie and you didn't have Gordon Hayward. They were both injured. And you took the, that young core and you made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, so yeah, I agree. Now you're now you have Kyrie, who's one of the more clutch players, um, and you have Gordon Hayward. Now Gordon Hayward hasn't been what he was before, but he's still a quality veteran player um, who can get hot and, and score. If you've got those guys now on top of the young guys that you have, and you don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, then what does that say about your ability to lead the team? No, I I agree with that, and I mean also I, I'm uh, Jalen Brown has played. Much better basketball this yes. year. Yeah, I agree. With than that. he has last year, and that's I a big piece. That. I mean, he plays both ways. He's versatile. He can play the two and the three. Mm-hmm. Athletic as all we got out. Yeah, he's very athletic. Yep. Do you think when he got to Boston, and he was like, "I want seven. Like, why? Like, D Brown wore it, so I think I've got to wear it. Right. The same last name, you know? Hey, I, I, mean, I love it. Why not? Yeah, I'm I mean, why it. not? For sure. Um. Brooklyn Philly. So, mm. the battle of D'Angelo Russell and Ben Simmons, two high school teammates. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine watching that team in high school? My God. Well, I mean, we grew up around here. and right. So, the closest we had was O.J. Mayo and Bill Walker. Oh, right. Like, and on top of that, like, even in the ninth region, like... We've never seen anything like that no, before. No. I mean, like, no. Like, I mean, we get every once in a while, we'll get talented players. You know, we'll get a Drew McDonald. Um, we'll get who's the young man down at, at uh, Walton Vernon this past going to Xavier. Deontay Miles. Like, you'll get a, you'll get every once in a blue moon, you'll get guys like that. But Kiki Tandy. Yeah, but for us to get, you know, a Ben Simmons. And a D'Angelo Russell on the, and, same, on the same team. team. Like, we've never seen anything like that around here. Like, we would be going nuts. Like, we wouldn't be able to get into a single gym if those two guys were playing on the same floor together. I went to OJ Mayo Bill Walker game at Cenex when Cenex had Johnny Wolf and they beat him. That game was pretty rocking. That was probably one of the best environments I've ever been in, just yeah. hoops in general. Yeah. Uh, I remember OJ Mayo took one down, dunked it on Cenex, and then a second later, Johnny Wolf, who ends up going to Xavier, took one down, dunked it on him. It was that was probably the highest level of basketball I've seen in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah, and it's awesome. And obviously, you know, they played at Mount Verde, which is like an unbelievable high school basketball program. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that'd be fun. I don't necessarily know. If, the thing is, I don't think Brooklyn could necessarily beat Philly in a best of seven. But I think that they really kind of have a fairly good matchup at just about every position. So maybe not, you know, because. You know, I don't know if they're going to have Ben Simmons guard Russell. Good on the matchups. I mean, right. I mean, you got Reddick. I mean, Reddick has to guard. I mean, yeah, he's got to guard somebody. Yeah, I mean, guard so somebody. I mean, maybe him and Joe Harris tag each other. Um, <laughs> it's like you. Yeah. It's a two Spider-Man meeting. It is. Those two, it is. Like, they're looking right at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then you know, you've got Butler Levert. That's fun. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen versus Embiid would would be a fun matchup for me to watch. Yeah. yeah. Just because there'd be so much good shit talking to. Oh yeah, they would. <laughs> oh, nonstop. Yes, you non-stop. know Alan's gonna put him on a poster one time. He's gonna talk, and B's gonna try to do the same thing. Yeah. yeah, he'll get one like sick block shot on like Ben Simmons or somebody at the rim. Yeah, and I, I I'm excited for that series. I still think I would lean Philly. I think that's a safe bet, but I think Brooklyn could get a game in that series. Oh uh, yeah, I game, think so. Yeah. yeah, I think they'll get a game. Yeah. Um. I don't think anyone. I don't think any of those potential eight seeds could get a game against Milwaukee. I don't think at all. 
No. No. Do you guys trust Bledsoe like that? Yeah. I do. The way he's played this year? Yeah. I do. Interesting. And the thing is, like, Milwaukee's got really good point guard depth. Yeah. I mean, I know George Hill's not great, but he was just the starting point guard in the NBA Finals last year, and now he's coming off their bench. Come off their bench, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... Oh, George Hill guy. He used to be good. He was good. I think he's kind of falling off. Oh, he's yeah. very much falling yeah. off. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's definitely not, not the George Hill. George Hill. Yeah, he's not in the Yeah, he's not in the No doubt about yeah. it. But... Not Louie Pooey. Yeah, not to be your be your bench guard and your, your bench point guard. Like, it's pretty sick. You yeah. Um, you know, obviously, Middleton. Obviously, Giannis. Yeah. Brooke Lopez. That, that's Brogdon. just... Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon. If he's... If yeah. Middleton's your second best player, though, how far can you go? Because you know Giannis is going to be played differently than he is now. Right. Mm-hmm. He's not going to get free lanes all day to to go dunk on somebody. They're going to make him shoot the ball. So, is this the time when Giannis turns into like 2008 LeBron James? Yeah. Where like he just, I'm not that I'm saying anyone's ever going to be that guy, but like right. kind of that taking that point on where he just is the best player on the court every mm-hmm. night and he's winning them games by himself. Does he? We haven't seen him have that gear yet. Yeah. Truthfully, I think they should. I mean, they should have beat the Celtics last year. Yeah. And that's been that best of seven. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious to see if Giannis can get to that because Nate, you're not wrong. I really like Middleton. I think he's an awesome player. I mean, I certainly thought he was deserving to be on the All Star team mm-hmm. this year. But in a playoff series, like, they'll get through whoever they got to get through there. But in that next round, when they're playing the winner of the four five matchup, yeah. the Indiana or Boston, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, so Middleton's gonna go against Tatum for seven games, right? Yeah, that's a that's a tough matchup. Yeah, that's a yeah, tough that's, match. I just yeah, with Middleton's your second best player. I think that kind of limits your ceiling. And I love Giannis as much as anybody. I think he's great, but shooting, I think, is still the most important skill we have in the NBA, and yeah. that's not his strength. So I mean, the floor's gonna get a little smaller, a little tighter inside. But I mean, yeah, the first. First round, I think they'll be fine. Yeah. yeah, so, like, if they get to that second round, let's say they play. Hell, even if they play Indiana, let's say, like, it's probably a more easier, it's probably an easier matchup. Yeah, it's matchup-wise, yeah. Definitely. But even so, you know, for Indiana not having all the depot, you still have really good yeah, players we'll there. we still have good players. I mean, I mean you know, there's probably going to be a lot of situations where Indiana puts Miles Turner on Giannis. Yep. And not that I'm saying he's going to stop him, because I don't no. think anyone truly can, but... But you the know, length will bother the him. The length will bother bit. him. Yeah. Thad Young, who his, basically yeah. is at the point now where his job is defense. Yep. I was, yeah. I, I mean, that's not a. I mean, that's just about as good as a matchup you're going to get. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. Agreed. Um, any of the other Eastern Conference matches at the moment really jump out to you? I know, like, that little group there. Um, I don't think. No, no disrespect to GLK. I don't. I think Detroit might be good enough to get a game or two against Toronto. Yeah. But when it comes down to it in that arena. Yeah. When, they, when the series in the line. And when Drake's sitting in court side, you know And I mean? Kawhi it's, Leonard still plays the Raptors, and, guys. I know yeah. he only plays, like, part-time, yeah. but... He only played, like, 60-something-odd games, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that guy's really good. I don't trust Reggie Jackson or Eric Bledsoe. Those, those are my... Those are your two. Yeah, those, those are my two guys. I just... I can't get behind those teams yeah. because of who's running the point. Yeah. That's I could, fair. I could see that. I could definitely see that. But um, for Detroit... Um, It'll, it'll. I mean, they could possibly get one game. I mean, I think any team with two all stars has an opportunity to get at least one game. Um, oh yeah. But um, I just that Toronto Raptors. I mean, with Kawhi, um, Kyle Lowry. You know, if he's you know playing at a high level, I think Pascal, that, Pascal Siakam, Siakam is the know, guy. He's the guy. So 
I think with those three, I think you have, I mean, they got a great shot at, at, um, you know, it'll be, you know, a four, one series. Serge has really had a, like kind of revitalized his career since mm-hmm. his OKC days. I've always been a Serge fan. Fun to watch him kind of accept his role and take and lead, lead this. Now they're all kind of older, but he led the younger guys and right. hoping he'd get them back to the finals here. Yeah, and I think, you know, the other thing with Toronto, no one seems to talk about is Fred Van Vliet is still really good off the bench. Yes, he yes. is. He's yeah. very good. Facts. Yeah, so. He's very good. Uh, I like that Toronto team, obviously. I know they're pretty damn good, but I think. Uh, oh, and Danny Green. Yeah. Danny, I don't, how do we forget? Danny that Green. That guy's played like every playoff dude, known to man. He got 29 tonight. Yeah. I mean. That, that might have been a season high for him. It's 7-3, seven, 7-10 seven from three-point range. I mean, I mean, if he gets hot, I mean, there's nobody. I mean, right there, he's. He can he can put it on you. Yeah, I mean, really, you go back to that Spurs Heat series. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep, he played, yeah. he played some solid ball. Absolutely, absolutely. Portland was up thirty eight twenty three after the first quarter. Now they're down one hundred two to ninety nine after thirty six twenty two third quarter. Woof, brutal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Marcus Saul. Yeah, Marcus Saul's I mean, on that team. Jeezel Pete. Yeah. Is it, yeah. They, is Marcus Saul is he is he a t- like a lot better than Jonas Valanciunas? I don't think he's a lot better, no. but I think he's better. But I think he's better. Okay. And I think once he, I still think he's trying to find his fit. Yeah. Um. Whenever you get traded three fourths through the season, I mean, it's hard to find your role right. on a team. So in any sport. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's any sport. Big Marcus Saul fan though. Yeah. Sure. I, oh yeah. I absolutely love Marcus Saul. So, but I think he'll play. He will pay playoff dividends for them. Yeah, I agree. I think that was the right acquisition for them, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Is Norman Powell still getting any minutes? That's a good question. Uh, he got 17 tonight. What do you do with uh, him? He got uh, seven points and one rebound. That Toronto team, when they shrink their rotation, is going to be interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They got a lot of dudes. Yeah. I mean, they had one, two, Three, four, five, six. He had, they had seven guys over twenty minutes tonight. So, so that's probably the rotation. That's probably the rotation. Yeah. So I mean, Van Fleet got twenty-seven. Yeah. Ibaka got twenty. Danny Green got twenty-eight. Lowry twenty-seven. Gasol twenty-five. Kawhi Leonard twenty-seven, and Siakam twenty-eight. So you're, that's probably Did your. You say no Van Vliet there? Yeah, no Van Fleet. Got oh, okay. 20. I didn't. Yeah, Van Fleet got twenty-seven. Like... Yeah, oh. Van Fleet got twenty-seven. Like, damn. Yeah, so and you're that team's like, man, LeBron's not here anymore, right? Huh? Yeah, huh? I mean, you got you got no LeBron, and you brought in Kawhi, so I mean, you're right. you know. And Toronto's got Nick Nurse at the helm. I don't know if you guys have uh, checked out his new uh, podcast. Uh, he, was, he was just on the Woj podcast. Um, I've I've listened to him twice now. I think on that, I always liked what he said. Um, he doesn't. He, he kind of divvies out responsibilities to the coaches, and he kind of seems like he's got a no ego, no ego type of guy. Yeah. So I think um, I think that was the right hire too, and they kind of with Dwayne Casey, they kind of showed that he kind of reached his yeah his ceiling. Yeah, yeah. I I definitely. I mean, at the time, it was a difficult thing to understand how you could fire the coach of the year, but you know, once you've reached your max potential on guys on your roster, um, players feel you, that. Players feel that, and you got to make a move. So I think Nurse has done a great job of one, not falling into the trap of and I, and I hate load management trust me yeah. I despise load management I, I don't think that it, it's I think it's kind of a BS way of, of how they get out of it but um, the way he's kind of handled Kawhi um, it you know 
having a guy that's coming off of that kind of like injury, um, you had that suspicion of you know in San Antonio that the trainers weren't doing their job, and the doctors, and the way he's kind of handled that by just giving him just random days off. Now, granted, he's only played sixty some odd games this year, um, but you know he's handled that well, and he's also developed a star in Siakam. Um, you know, he's got a strong bench and he's got, uh, like you said, a resurgent Serge Ibaka. You bring in a Marcus Saul. He's done a great job. I think he's they're going to start playing job. their best basketball here. Um, which is scary. Which is really scary because you're going to get Kawhi every night and he's going to get into a groove as far as, and not like Kawhi doesn't know. The guy has a ring. He knows what playoff basketball is about. So he's going to fall into a groove. You got a Kyle Lowry who's going to, who's probably fall into a groove. And like you said, the X factor is Siakam. I mean, that guy's kind of developed into being a third option. No, yeah, I think Toronto's got a lot of things right this year. I mean, there was a lot of drama about if Kawhi wanted to be there or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It feels like they've kind of accommodated all his needs, and yep. you really don't hear anything about his free agency anymore. I mean, no. So it's, I mean, everybody else is KD and Kyrie. They can't get out of it. Um, Toronto's done a pretty good job. I wouldn't. I'm not saying I think he'll stay, but I think they have a as good a chance as anybody. I agree. Yeah, they've done a good job of managing him, for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, anything we want to touch on? Anything else we're going to bounce? Any any NBA topics that come to mind? Um, not that I can think of. They shut LeBron down. LeBron down for the rest of the year. I mean, that's just two that's weeks just overdue. Two weeks overdue. Yeah, I mean, they should yeah. shut him down a month ago. Um, that's about it, man. I don't, think there's really thing to do. I wish the, I wish the fans got to see the Kings a little more this year, but they'll be back next year. I love I love the Kings. Yeah, I do too. All right guys, we're gonna wrap up this week's edition of forty eight minutes. Brought to you by forty eight minutes network dot com. Uh be sure to check out all of our shows on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and Google Play. One RSS feed to get all three shows, including Shot Collars on Monday with Kyle and Ben, forty eight minutes on Wednesday with Sean and myself, and then at large bid our college basketball show on Friday with Taylor, uh, Ryan Luster and myself. So we're all over it. We're giving you all the coverage we can. Reviews, 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 reviews. They're greatly appreciated. If you can take some time to give us a five-star, goes a long way for us to get break the iTunes algorithm of being a show with numbers in the name. It's really hard to get your name out there. Yes. So thank you all again for tuning in. We definitely appreciate the time. Nate, thank you for joining us this week. Appreciate you guys having me. It was a lot of fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun. So have a good night, everyone. See you.